This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Profiteers, welcome back for episode number 111 of the Personal Profitability Podcast. As always, I am your host, Eric Rosenberg, and this week we are welcoming back my good friend Whitney Hansen for her third of four episodes as co-host of this show, hanging out for the month of most of the month of July, chatting about personal finance and entrepreneurship with me. And today we are talking all about getting paid for work you do online. As you guys know, I am a full-time freelancer now. I write about personal finance and entrepreneurship all day long, and I have to get paid for it. And there are a lot of different ways to get paid for that and for digital products, things you want to sell online like courses or eBooks, all sorts of things like that. So I chat with Whitney all about different ways we get paid online, me as a freelancer, her as a coach, and both of us as content creators. So we will dive into that fun conversation right now on the Personal Profitability Podcast. All right, Whitney, are you ready to get profitable? I'm ready to get profitable. That's like, you know, profiteer is the word that I use to describe myself and other members of this community mm-hmm. is actually a derivative of a, a word for a crime. <laughs> no way. Who yeah, knew? Uh, profiteering is, is illegal. It's kind of related to racketeering <laughs> and, and other, uh, let's say not, well, let's just let's say frowned upon um, okay. business activities by the government. But, gotcha. but I'm taking it back. And we're profiteers, we're people out to make profits for ourselves. Gotcha. I was saying, are you going to actually say, hey, are you guys ready to go to jail? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I have t-shirts that say, hello, my name is Profiteer. I love it. Which is pretty sweet. Actually, I should link to those. Check a link in the show notes. I have them for sale on Amazon. We'll check those out. You should link to those in the show notes. They're pretty sweet. And on the back, it says, until next time, stay profitable. Uh, See, this is perfect. Uh, You would think, right? (laughs) I, I need I need one of these shirts. I'm gonna have to go to the show notes today and go get them. Yeah, there's actually only three in existence right now that have ever been made. I, I have two and my wife has one. And they're brand new. So if you want one, you can go check them out. Get some merch. I make, Let's do this. Yeah, I make like fifty cents a sale. So it's not about me, it's about you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's big money though. <laughs> but speaking about getting paid today, we're here to talk about how to get paid for work you do online. Have you missed last week's episode? We talked, uh, you know, Whitney was here. She's here all month. And we talked about five steps you should take when you're a new entrepreneur to get your business started. We left off on getting your first dollar as quickly as possible. But you might have been saying, well, that sounds all good and great, Eric and Whitney. But how do I get that dollar? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we're here to do today. I'm excited about this because it was so confusing for me when I first got started. Yeah, and it's, it doesn't have to be hard. And fortunately for all of you guys, I've been doing research on this for about nine and a half years on the internet. So I have a few, <laughs> a few tricks in my back pocket. So number one, let's just get this one out of the way um, because we're never really going to use it. And we don't want to talk about it much. Mm-hmm. Getting a paper check in the mail. Yeah. That, yeah. Do you use paper checks for anything anymore, really? I've been paid with paper checks very seldomly, but a couple PR companies have paid me through 
the mail. And that is the most inconvenient thing. So normally I don't know. Normally it's just like direct deposited. Yeah. Like the only thing I use a check for, I actually had my checkbook out the other day to pay my lawn guy. And like all yeah. of my last like four checks were either something related to him or my daughter's preschool. Like the, the, that they, makes sense. Yeah. They actually charge us on our card anyway, on auto pay. Um, so it was only like donations because it's it's part of the synagogue. Um, so you know we do some donations mm. and stuff to the preschool. So it's pretty much just preschool and lawn guy I use checks for. But otherwise, let's get with the it's 2018 and we send money digitally thing. I know. And can you tell that to my sewer and trash company too, please? Yeah, can you tell that to my mom? <laughs> whenever yeah, she, no doubt. Whenever she wants to send me money, she puts a check in the mail. I'm like, <laughs> it sits in the mail two days. You wasted like 50 cents between stamps and envelopes. It took all this time. Just learn how to Venmo, mom. Come on. Mom, get with it. Or Come Square on. Cash. Either one. I, t- I take yeah. like any way to get paid. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. So speaking of any way to get paid, here are alternatives. Alternatives. I'm making up words today. It's not I like this. Good. This is very interesting. Yeah, alternatives to using checks in the mail. <laughs> Number one, um, we talked last time about getting an accounting system set up. If you choose any major accounting software that's like QuickBooks, Zero, those are two we mentioned last time. Others are Wave, which is a free accounting program. And there's a bunch out there. They pretty mm-hmm. much all offer an integrated payment system. So you can just like click a couple buttons and charge people right through there. Um, mm-hmm. Pros to that, it's like fast and easy. When it works, it's just amazing. With QuickBooks, when I get good check-based payments, they cost 50 cents each to process. They just show up in my bank account and I just have to click the match button on the accounting and it just works. It doesn't always work perfectly. I mean, you'd think the company that makes the accounting software could make <laughs> its payment systems work perfectly all the time, but nope. um, it's it's good most of the time. Um, the downside of these systems, depending on who you choose, they could be very expensive, especially if you're taking card payments. Um, this can be, you know, two, three percent, uh, which if you're a small business, that's a lot of what you make. Mm-hmm. But I use QuickBooks for all of my client bills because that 50 cent processing is so cheap and it's just built in. And as I said, usually it just works. What do you use for your billing, Whitney? Typically QuickBooks as well, but I've been noticing myself go a lot more to PayPal, mostly because my courses, I get paid out through PayPal. Yeah, so courses and then coaching, I will do invoices through PayPal, which is super clunky, but it actually does the job. Yeah, I've, I do. Actually, I use uh, QuickBooks for the invoices for my regular clients. So I do have a couple clients sure. that pay me through PayPal, which, you know, that's fine. It, that's actually our next <laughs> our next two options we're going to talk about, PayPal mm-hmm. and Stripe. Uh, so PayPal is great because pretty much everyone has it and trusts it that does any kind of money exchanging online. Um, And even if you don't have an account, you can enter your credit card or debit card and make a one-time payment. So PayPal is great. The fees though, like all of these, they have fees. PayPal, they have a lot of employees to feed. So (laughs) they're not a lean company. And customer service there is pretty much non-existent. That's right. Uh, And and there's occasional horror stories. Yes, there are. (laughs) So just... I'll let you guys read about those yourself. Um, but PayPal's great when it when it works like most things. Um, Stripe is an option that's a little more developer friendly. You can plug that into your website with different tools or pay a developer to build forms. Um, and it just does you know credit and debit and um, now I think bank account also processing. It's a 
little cheaper, I think, than PayPal. I think it is. Similar pricing to Square, which you can use for in-person payments. You know, those little Square card readers. But I use Stripe for some stuff because it's just awesome for payments online. That one does just work. And their support's pretty good. Gotcha. I actually have not really gotten into Stripe as much. I felt their user interface for somebody that's like not tech savvy like myself. I say that. I think I'm more tech savvy than I think. So you're tech savvier than you give yourself credit for. I, I think I, I think that's true. But their <laughs> interface I found a little bit confusing. And maybe it's because I was so con- so stuck on PayPal. But I don't know. I find it much easier. Do personally. you? I might, I might need a lesson on this. Yeah, I have more like of a developer brain sometimes and a mm-hmm. finance brain. Mm-hmm. That's like my superpower, I guess. That's a good superpower. <laughs> it's morphin' time. I'm the Red Ranger. That's right. <laughs> did you just call yourself the Red Ranger? I did. I see. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mentioned Square really quickly. I want to add that one to the list. So Square um, is awesome for getting paid in person. Like way back when I ran some like fun dance party kinds of things warehouse parties with some friends and they were like above the board they weren't like these sketchy raves and we charged people to come in with square so people could pay us at the door or on awesome yeah so lots of different ways to get paid those are three of my favorites in paypal stripe and square so now we're, let's talk about you know a lot of people aren't um as you know businessy focused and if you have a you know, like a coaching business like whitney or something where you're doing personal services to other people, like one time I had an inspector who came to check out a house before I bought it. We paid him with a person-to-person app rather than a business payment app because uh, we both had it and it was just convenient and cheap. So three great <laughs> options for that, Venmo, Square Cash, and Zelle. Do you use any of those, Whitney? I use Venmo, but not for business, just for personal stuff. Yeah, but it, you could see why it could make sense for a business to want to take payments with Venmo because millennials all pretty much have it. It's so easy to use too. It is so easy. The only downside, I think if you, I'm trying to remember the exact rule, maybe you you know this, but if you leave your money in there for, I think a week, then you can transfer it to your bank account for free. Or if you transfer it to your bank account immediately, there's a small fee, but I can't remember how much that is. Yeah, so just wait a week and make it free. Just wait a week. Yeah. That's right. Wait for payday. <laughs> yeah. um, Zelle is one a lot of people don't know about. I don't know this one. Yeah, it's spelled Z-E-L-L-E, which the first time I read it, I thought it was Zelly. But no, it's Zelle. I would Zelle. have too. <laughs> yeah. um, so Zelle is actually co-owned by like 10 of the biggest banks in America. And it is an instant free cash transfer app. So I have one client who pays me with Zelle. So I'll send them my invoice and often same day the money will be in my account because um, they just logged on. Actually, we both use Chase um, for Zelle. So, but there's a bunch of banks that support it. And I also pay both of my assistants, both of my VAs with Zelle because it's Very free cool. and it's quick. And you know, all you have to do is type in an email address and an amount. And if you wow. both have Zelle, it's instant and free. That's so cool. That's good to know. And that's Zelle, Z-E-L-L-E. Yes. And the last one on this list, Square Cash, uh, or just the Cash app by Square. We already Mm -hmm. talked about Square, so I won't go too deep into this one. Pretty much does what Venmo does. Plus, you can buy and sell Bitcoin with it. Interesting. Have you got into Facebook uh, Cash, their their transaction? Facebook payments. I've seen it. I've not used it. Like Google has one, too. Like I guess I could Gmail someone money with Google Wallet. 
you know, Apple has you know, Apple Pay. I think there's might be uh-huh. ways to transfer, but I, I think for the most part, between Venmo, Zelle, and Square Cash, you're you're, you're covering covered. most of your bases. Yeah, yeah, it sounds that way too. Yeah, and they're and they're pretty sweet. So if your bank doesn't have Zelle, that's a bummer. But if it does, check that out. It's uh, it's pretty sweet. Last but not least, so I'm gonna I want to start this with a story. Yeah. And then we'll get to the lesson from this story. So how often or has it ever happened that you've been at a restaurant, you had a really awesome dinner, you had great service, you're like, oh, totally giving at least a 20% tip because they're awesome. Um, But then they don't bring you the bill and you just like want to leave and they are ignoring you and maybe, or maybe they bring you the bill and you put your credit card down and they don't come take it or they Mm -hmm. do come take it and it takes a long time to like swipe it and come back. And that comes like right out of their tip. Well, you have to make it really easy on your customer to pay and really quick and really convenient, or they will have that feeling that you had towards the server when you just want to leave and give them your money. <laughs> They're going to have that about your business. It's and that true. will that will probably just cost you a sale. Absolutely. Unlike a restaurant, like they haven't already consumed your product. So make it so easy on them to pay. If they want to give you checks, just take them. <laughs> if they want to pay you with PayPal, just take it. If they want to pay you with Square Cash, just take it. I don't mm-hmm. care. I mean, do your best to eliminate fees, but make it about the customer, not about you. Yep. Agreed. I think that's really good advice. And I will always take a fee and lose a little bit of money if it means that it's going to be an easier process for my customers too. Yeah. And would you, you know, if it's risking losing a whole sale, you know, would you rather give two and a half percent to Stripe? I mean, so let's say it's a hundred dollar product you're selling. You could either have you know ninety seven or ninety six dollars after fees, or have zero dollars and not pay fees. Yeah, exactly. How do you make it easy on yours? Anytime I'm selling something um, that's like a productized something where someone can just sign up and pay, I use something like Stripe or PayPal and integrate it so. The, the sale process is as clear and simple and few steps as possible. Mm, okay. uh, that's my biggest focus is mi- minimizing the steps, making it really clear. Put the sale buttons like right in front of them. On your yeah. website, they shouldn't have to hunt for how to pay you. That should be the most obvious thing on your website. Yep. Agreed. I think that's really good advice too. And offline, you know, I, I've gone up to food trucks that didn't have a way to take a credit card. So I went to another food truck right next to it. Same. 100%. They just lost a sale because they didn't take the kind of payment I wanted to use. Yep. So take the kinds of payments your customers want to use. Absolutely. That's really, yeah. I've definitely left some places before too that don't take cards. Do you have any specific stories that come to mind? Well, when you said the food truck one, that did trigger something for me. But what I did notice too is that, I mean, I've certainly sat around waiting for tabs to be delivered for a long time. Um, I've gotten so good at it that I just like bring my card out immediately. So I've got my card ready to go. So right when they drop off the ticket, I'm like, here's my card, trade me. (laughs) So (laughs) I usually try to time it pretty well. But one specific time I was trying to order, I think it was a shirt. It was some piece of clothing. I don't recall. And it was online. And it was the most annoying thing in the world because for some reason they were just not able to get my cell to go through. So I would, you know, email them and say, Hey, I'm just checking in on this order. And 
for it was something on their end where it was just it was just a huge pain in the butt. So it needed to be streamlined. And I don't know what was going on on their back end, but it was not able to like at all accept any orders. And it was so frustrating. And then it also does not really send a confirmation. So then you don't know for sure if your sell actually went through. You're like, did my account get charged or what's going on? So the confirmation thing was super frustrating and very hard to follow up with. And eventually I just gave up and didn't even continue trying. I think I tried it for two days. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And they lost their money. They did. And it was an expensive shirt. And there's, but there's good customer service stories. You know, if you do really make a good effort and things just don't work sometimes, that happens. Like there's a, uh, a place online that sells kosher beef jerky. And I am a fan of said kosher beef jerky. And I've ordered from them a bunch of times. And like the third time I ordered from them, the orders like fell out from their process. And I oh, sent no. them a note. I was like, hey, I saw this charge on the card, but I didn't get the confirmation email. Something wasn't working. And they wrote back to me right away like, oh, we're so sorry. We'll have it shipped today. And we're waiving the shipping charge because of this inconvenience. That's so cool. And that's how business should be done. Yeah, that's a way to win repeat business. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. so that is all we have for today. Whitney, what kinds of things have you been working on lately that people should go check out right now online? Besides all the things, Eric, I have been all working on all the things. I have, I'm just like you. I've been working on my YouTube channel. So weekly videos every single Thursday, and it's all at youtube.com slash the Whitney Hansen. Yeah, and we just mentioned my YouTube channel, so I have to throw out the link. YouTube.com <laughs> slash Eric Rosenberg. So check us both out on YouTube. And when you get there, I have two steps for you all to do on both of our pages. One, mm-hmm. click the little subscribe button. When you go to YouTube, you'll find out about our new videos. But also, once you click that, there's a little bell icon. Fun thing about the bell, if you click the bell... When a new episode goes live, you'll get a little notification from the YouTube app on your phone. So when Whitney has an awesome new video that you don't want to miss, you won't miss it. Exactly. I appreciate that. Yeah. Subscribe and click the bell on both her show and my show or our channels so you don't miss out. And also make sure to check out The Money Nerds. Subscribe to her podcast. Subscribe to this podcast if you're just a drop-in listener. And we will catch you next time. That's all we got for today. So thanks for sticking around till the end. And thanks, Whitney, for joining us for our third week of your month on the show. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Well, there is another awesome episode in the can, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking around till the end. I have one really exciting thing I want to share with you outside of the podcast. I am a Twitter personality, I guess you could say, in addition to everything else I do. And as of this recording right now, I am about less than 50 followers away from hitting 10 thousand followers on twitter the big 10k if you have not followed me yet on twitter i'm eric profits on twitter make sure to jump on there and check out youtube facebook all the different places where personal profitability is and you will see a giveaway that i'm going to do in celebration of hitting 10,000. and in addition to that giveaway um let's just say there's going to be some pogo sticks and banana costumes, maybe some champagne. I don't know. Let's just say I have a little celebration planned and I'll get that all on video. So make sure again, that's Twitter. I'm Eric Profits there. And we'll be back again one more time next week with Whitney. So I will leave it right there for now. As always, thank you for sticking around till the end. And until next time, stay profitable. Stay profitable.